0: It is a common transition for athletes to make off the field into the back room and the Hurricanes' latest coaching recruit is definitely hot off the press. Org's Bay's Brent Evans has only just finished up a long and well-travelled playing career and now he's uh, been coaching with the Magpies and added now to the Hurricanes as a line-out and kick-off coach. Uh, he joins uh, new coach uh, Clark Laidlaw, Tyra Blandow, Corey Jane, and Jamie McIntosh after Jason Holland's departure to join Scott Robertson's All Blacks crew. And Bryn's joined us this morning to talk about his new role. G'day, mate. How are you going?
1: Yeah, good, mate. Good.
0: It's uh, a pretty quick uh, transition because uh, you've gone pretty much straight uh, off the playing field into a pretty high-profile role in a very high-profile competition. How have you found it so far?
1: Yeah, look, I I mean, um, the first... (laughs) The first couple of days obviously felt like, you know, felt like we had a little bit of imposter syndrome sort of looking around, what am I doing here? But once we sort of got the boys in and and got into a bit of work and spent the first couple of weeks planning, um, nah, it's just a a pretty exciting uh, opportunity for me. The
0: early stages, uh, quite often you feel apprehensive um, going into a coaching role so early after your playing career because some of the guys you've been locking horns with uh, that you're ending up coaching now. So how, how's, how are those relationships? Uh, do you have to do a bit of building there?
1: Yeah, I, I think actually uh, in some cases it works out uh, a little bit on, that, on the opposite of that. You know, playing with obviously a few of the boys from Hawke's Bay, you, you you rub shoulders with them on the field. and. They, they know what you're willing to do for them on the field, so I, I just sort of try and uh, get that across to the boys that, that I'll, I'll do the same off the field and behind the scenes. So, yeah, it, it's actually it's actually helped in a way, and the, um, some of the boys remind remind me of um, a few of the games we've played against, which is always a good thing to sort of break the ice and relate to.
0: Wasn't that long ago you are entering most of the dressing rooms that you're, you're going to be entering as a playing side of things, so... Uh, all of a sudden, I read the story about when you went back to Rugby League Park, actually, uh, just looking at your old locker. So uh, it must be a bit weird and sort of in some ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Especially, you know, coming back here to Wellington, um, that's, uh, you know, a few people said it's almost like gone like full circle sort of things. And I really loved my time when I came down here. You know, it was only sort of, it was only like my sort of, third, well, it was my first year of real super rugby. And um you know, starting out with with Dan Coles and and Jeremy Thrush, you know, made some great friends and just loved loved sort of my first sort of trip away from from home from Hawke's Bay into into the big city and you know some great times and and just the rugby side of things, you know, playing with the guys the older guys in the team back then Andrew Hor, Jason Eden, Comrade Smith, my Nono, you know, it was it was a bit sort of Scary to start with, but at the end of the day, you know, I loved it, and I love to compete here.
0: Did you expect it to come so soon, Brent, to, to be elevated to super level?
1: Not, not really, mate. No, like I, um, that's why it's been a, it's been a, a pretty wild ride, I suppose. On and that sort of sort of thing, you know, I I sort of put my hand up to to help with Hawks Bay, and you know, a few things happened behind the scenes there, and the role sort of got larger without. Without me doing anything, um, well, out of my control. So I ended up picking up more there, and then, you know, it was it was more sort of you know why why dip your toes and why don't you just jump straight in and give it a crack. So, I went through through a, a bit of a process here to to interview for the job, and you know it was it was something I'd never done before. You know, coming out of school and into rugby, it was just sort of you know where where's where do I go, where who wants me, you know, sort of thing. But here, you've actually really got to lay down uh the steps to to show your worth and um no it's a great process and i'm really excited to be here
0: right let's look at specifically at the roles that um clark laidlaw has assigned to you um obviously line out focus one of your strengths over the years and what else is involved in in your particular role
1: i i suppose in terms of um, obviously, the kick off, the restarting the game is, is a big part of it these days. And in, in terms of um, either coming away with points and then and then exiting your zone well. Um, obviously, lineups on both sides of the ball, attack and defense. Um, but then, in, and also just sort of, you know, I'm there with uh, Jamie McIntosh. He's sort of the head forwards coach here, and I'm just helping him out with whatever he needs in terms of forward play around the field. um, you know, any ideas that we can just sort of bounce off each other is, is good to go. So it's not sort of um, one person doing it all. We sort of, you know, hopefully we can help each other in, in different areas of the game.
0: Restarts are an interesting factor, aren't they? Because when you look at uh, games of rugby, quite often one of the big frustrations is you work hard to score points and then you make an error uh, or you don't secure the ball from, from a restart side of uh situation. So... You mentioned the importance of them. What can you work on in those areas?
1: Oh, I think it's, you know, there's there's a few things. Obviously, the first part is for the for the catcher, you know, it's sort of working out a system where they have uh, confidence to, to own their space, but then also it's the, the the options where if the ball isn't going to him, how well can they support the people around or support the people that the ball is going to, give them clean space to, to, to win that ball, and obviously set up and then exit well from that that area of the field. Um, A lot of times you see, as you say, as it turns into quite a frustrating thing, teams score points and then they don't exit well and then they find themselves, you know, almost giving up those points straight away or or under pressure straight away. So, yeah, it's a a part of the game that that I think is just as important as, as some of the set piece. And it's, you know, if done well, you can sort of relieve yourself of that pressure quite easily.
0: The other aspect which uh, you should um, have a big say and of course, is where one of your strong points is the line-out area where you're constantly looking for innovations. I mean, you know, these days the, the securing... There was a point now where, you know, securing your own line-out uh, was almost a given, but now we see sides competing a lot more, I think, than, than perhaps they used to.
1: Yeah, and not even... Uh and competing all over the field, you know, even five out from your own line, no balls guaranteed these days. So, yeah, it's about sort of coming up with a, a system that gives the lineout caller the flexibility and the confidence to, to um, obviously use a different range of options. But then, as, as a lot of guys in my position, I suppose we sort of spend so much time looking at lineouts and trying to think how innovative we can be with someone said to me the other day is you, you know the easiest ball is is just something that's simple and quick and and could be won and 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 provide some some exciting back some ball
0: so variations uh, and line outs i mean people the the, the amount of homework i mean you got to do a lot yourself from now on in, but look, the amount of homework just finding that those variations because uh, you know, the, the, it's a big focus when we watch uh, television sport because we're television rugby. We get quite a close look at the the line of sight, the eyes. You know, the, the variations of people hopping in, up and down before the throw is made. How do you come up with those new variations?
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot of it's um, a lot of homework uh, goes into it. Looking at teams, their past trends, how they defend, and, and things like that. But then also knowing the skill set of your players, the the skill set of your hookers, what they're comfortable uh, throwing, the shape of their throw, who the the, the actual numbers we have in the line-out, who can move across the ground well. Um, yeah, a lot of factors go into it, and I suppose it's just, at the end of the day, um, it's sort of what sort of menu we come up with is is what we've, we've put a lot of work into. And then the clarity, we can then get that across to the boys, which then gives them the confidence to go out there and, and do the job.
0: From an analysis point of view, um, and how much time do you think you'll be spending studying the opposition? I mean, uh, we, you, you know the players well. I mean, you've played against a lot of the players you're going to be coaching against, but you also now are looking at from an analytical point of view. How much time do you anticipate will be spent doing that?
1: Yeah, um, there'll be like uh, you spend a fair chunk on that. There, there. Are obviously, the software systems that sort of can narrow down exactly who throws the the ball where and what part of the field and the percentage of of where that where that goes and and the accuracy of of how they how they're hitting that target. So there's a lot of there's a lot of tools there that can help. it There, I mean, these days things have changed a lot since I first started a lot of the boys have the, you know their own iPads where they're jotting down notes here and there so there, there's still the old notebook there from the old from a from a few of the boys which um gives me uh you know a little bit of sense of not everything's new age which is good but um yeah the, they've got their tools you know and so it's just about in terms of previewing opposition it's quite hard at the start of the season because obviously things are new new coaches new players so a lot of people will be trying things. So, yeah, you spend a good couple of days a week, I'd say, previewing. And then once you've done that, you just need to then move on to the next week, I suppose, and preview the week ahead. So, yeah, I'll, I'll begin to it. I'll be looking forward to it.
0: Two sides to lineouts, of course, is um, when you throw it in and when you try to compete for it. Uh, and the other aspect, of course, of line-out play, which has become so dominant in our game, is when they kick in the corner and turn down uh, available penalty points on the basis, they can perhaps get five or seven, uh, which makes the line-out drive such an important aspect of it, the ability. And Hawksbay have usually well, had, over the years, quite a good line-out drive situation. How do you look at the line-out drive? So a lot of people think it's a negative in the game, but it's it's very productive on attack, but so important to defend. H- that, that is, that's massive at the moment.
1: Yeah, and with that sort of trend of, of teams turning down points and going for the corner like that, so much focus is now put on the flip side of that as defending them all. So, you know, we we have dedicated, you know, uh, a lot of time into coming up with a specific system where people maybe uh, It's very intricate in terms of you've got your own place to be putting your left shoulder or, you know, you've got where the ball's thrown in the line-up, you'll have a specific job to do. So... It's not just, you know, all charged to the ball and, and, and just try and hit something. It's, it's actually, there's a bit of uh there's a bit of nows to it these days. And um, yeah, I suppose our job is to get the boys as clear as possible in their role. So then they can just, it can become second nature to them and then they can do their job.
0: Every team wants to keep uh, 15 players on the park. Uh, for 80 minutes, but Bryn, how many games of rugby does that happen? And now, obviously, so there's also I go, I guess, contingencies around losing a player to a card, uh, and so, uh, and that is becoming so much more prevalent. Which is around basically contact and tackle heights. What, what's your feeling? I mean, you're a big guy, you're a massive guy. How how hard is it when you're competing against or trying to c- tackle guys of differing heights?
1: Yeah, uh, massively, massively difficult, and. <sighs> It is it is a very tough one, and there are, there are situations where you can see people, uh, I suppose, trying their best. But I suppose at the end of the day, there has to be made there has to be effort made on the part of the tackler to adjust his height so that if there is mitigating circumstances, then you know you you've at least made that effort. Um, and if you look at just I suppose. In terms of player safety there's you know, it's 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 key key for them also. So I can understand where I suppose if it's Will Rugby where they're coming in terms of looking after the players, but I think there needs to be understanding on both sides that if there is effort shown to mitigate height or there are circumstances where people sort of get put in bad positions, I think there needs to be a little bit more common sense applied to some of the rulings that happen as well.
0: I mean, when you first started playing back in Havelock and then went through Napier Boys High, etc. I mean, you're probably, uh, you know, one of the biggest guys on the side right throughout your whole career. But, I mean, most rugby players enter the game knowing there's going to be contact. They're knowing there's going to be the possibility of injuries, don't they? I mean, uh, we're going through uh, an interesting time where players are starting to look at uh, world rugby and say, hey, um, I've got bad injuries because of the rules that you guys have instigated in the game. But... As a player, in all honesty, you enter playing rugby knowing it's going to be tough and physical.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I don't think, you know, at, at, the, at the start of the... I like, guess this is going back a while now to the start of my career. I mean, as a young boy growing up, that's what you wanted to do, you know? And you knew that going, taking the rugby field, there was going to be collisions and there was going to be contact and it was it's a physical sport, so... I can see where these these guys are coming from i obviously some there' some guys are picking up some serious sort of issues coming from some heavy contact that they've had over their their careers but at the end of the day you know we we'll, I suppose that we've we've made we've tried to make it um adaptable in terms of these athletes are a lot different to when I first started playing looking at some of these boys run around these days now as well you know they are bigger, stronger, faster, so and to, I hope that just, you know, I hope there's, as I keep saying, a bit of common sense is applied to some of these things, because, you know, as as you say, like, things can start to get a bit silly, and, um, yeah, if common sense is applied to a lot more of these situations, then hopefully the game will sort of still resemble something that it, it used to.
0: Yeah, I reckon that's an excellent point. Hey mate, um, just before we finish, how about that NZ CIS facility that you're working in in upper Hutt? They tell me it's very, very good.
1: Yeah, yeah, mate, it's, it's very good, and um, it's, it's an awesome place. And the, the thing I'm probably going to find a bit difficult is when I look out the window, and she's a bit windy and rainy. Just to 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 sink inside and the uh, the nice field inside and, and throw a bit of line out, but I'm going to have to sort of bite my bite my lip and get out there and and. Test the, test, the, test the boys in a bit of conditions, but it is very nice just to have there on the back burner just in case.
0: What are the Havelock North people going to do about their coffee now, mate, now that the best barista has gone back to coaching rugby? I mean, you know, the old brother the oh. brother coffee shop on Tomato Road, there's your free advertisement, one of the, the hottest places to go and have a cup of coffee and a meal in, in, uh, in Hawke's Bay, actually. How are they going to manage without you?
1: Oh. Uh, the lucky thing is, uh, Smitty, I wasn't actually making too many coffees. I was, I was, I was probably washing more dishes than making coffees. So you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if you if you pop on down, you'll still be able to get yourself a pretty good flat white.
0: Good on you, mate. I'll do that. In fact, I might even do it after the show. Hey, hey, good great sir. catching up. Great, great catching yes, mate. up, mate. I wish you, uh, you've always been a terrific competitor. Great to have with the media as well. And I wish you all the best in your new vocation. Uh, and uh, let's hope the Hurricanes have a great season, eh?
1: Yeah, thanks, Molly. Thanks a lot.